Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and you're very welcome to the show, which is part of the Education on Fire podcast network. I just wanted to take this moment to thank our sponsor, the National Association for Primary Education, who speak for young children and all who live and work for them. This can include parents, teachers, governors and all those interested in primary education. NAEP, which is a non-political charity, works tirelessly to support teachers in the classroom and leads the primary umbrella group of 30 primary subjects associations and unions and gives teachers and schools a voice at governmental level at consultation meetings with ministers for schools. If you'd like your voice to be heard and to find out more information, please visit their website at nape.org.uk. That's N-A-P-E Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome back to this, our well-being season. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Emily Askman and she's from a company called Peppy Pals. And her mission is to reform the regulatory landscape and change the education system from having a sole focus on the brain to include mind and heart. Um, and as head of education, I just think that's uh, an amazing place to start. So welcome, Emily. And thanks for chatting to us today. Hi, so nice to be here, Mark. So I know also that education wasn't where your career originally started. So why don't we start with a little bit of your um, professional background and, and how you got involved in Peppy Pearls from there? Definitely. Yeah, it's actually a funny story as I started out to educate myself as a lawyer and was really on a corporate track working on a quite big law firm with mergers and acquisitions. But one evening we had an event about uh, with our pro bono team at the firm and our Peppy Pal founder, Rosie Linder, was there and she pitched her company and it was like someone had truly spoken to me what I should be doing. <laughs> and that was not the corporate law side. So I just grabbed Rosie right away um, on the event at my current employer and asked her how I could help in any way. And uh, her response was in the best way to just keep on with the pro bono work. So I did so for about one and a half year working at the law firm, but with my heart working really with Peppy Pals. So that was basically how I met her. And it's amazing, isn't it, how um, how sometimes your life can change like that. So did you have no inkling at all that the corporate world that you were heading into wasn't really fitting for you? Or was it the fact that you suddenly had this whole new world opened up that made the big difference? Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. But I think it's the second one. It was like a, a new world. And I haven't never really felt how I can contribute in something that I think is really important. But this felt like here is something I understand where I want to to work with it because you need to be working with your heart if you want to make a social difference I think that's very important you can't just want to make the world a better place you must understand why and how you want to do it I think that's very true and and, and the thing I love about these stories is I is I hear them when we're chatting on the podcast is the fact that <laughs> you never quite know when these sort of light bulb moments are going to happen it might be that it's like you say when you're already into your work it might be when you're a teenager it might be almost a, a third or fourth career you know or, or something happens in your life that makes you suddenly ah this is a slightly different world than I was expecting but but it doesn't really matter as long as that you understand that it can happen and probably it will do if you're open to that kind of thing and I think that's where these conversations are so exciting it's because yeah. it, if it just sort of ignites an even an interest from someone then then their life can be very transformed very quickly mm, yeah I love it 
I think it's so cool and I never thought it would happen to me, but I definitely think it's it's nice to tell others that it can happen from out of the sky. And it's so cool to welcome it when it comes. So let's get into Peppy Pals. Give us a little bit of a background about what the company is and, and the kind of things that they're into and um, and I guess specifically then why it was that you found it that it really spoke to you. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the best way is almost to repeat Rose's pitch, but in my words, and because uh, I hope that will trigger someone else. So then you can just reach out to me, guys. <laughs> but so, so Rose is an economist from start, so she had kind of the same story. She was an economist working at a big, big company, and but most and foremost, she was a mother. And when as a parent, she really understood the value of what we call social emotional learning or shortened cell, uh, which means like recognizing and handle your emotions and skills such as teamwork, empathy, and resilience. And that was something that was close to her heart. But when she was raising her kids, she, she realized that she had a lack of playful tools to do so, because you can't just put a toddler down and like, let's talk empathy, that, that doesn't work. Um, but she was searching the field and couldn't find anything. And at the same time, she really believed and saw the power of games, how they really captured the children's attention and could get so much attraction from them. And she wanted to use this power for something meaningful. So she decided to make those match. So she wanted to gamify social emotional learning, basically. And that really opens up, like you say, that those conversations. I guess that's the key, isn't it? Because like you say, the kind of a now you're this age and we're going to sit down and chat about how your emotional world is and that <laughs> never really works, especially when you're doing it with children. But but to have that, that kind of um, almost an infiltration of all this thing, almost um, without anybody knowing it, then that really is just a great starting point. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was so cool. I mean, without having any gaming experience or developing experience or the psychology side of things. But she just understood that this is this is a lack that she wanted to fill. So she teamed up with great developers and psychologists and, and went through this entire process and launched her first app in 2014, actually. And, um, and she made the games it's five gender neutral animals that interact with each other. And all they do is language free. They don't talk to each other and worse than anyone understands. It's just sounds and body language. So that's really cool that it can be used and viewed and played by children all over the, over the world. So that was an incredible journey to manage to do that. And actually Pepper Pals was the first company in the world to gamify social emotional learning without language which we're really proud of, of course. Absolutely, I can imagine. And and the important thing is to mention the fact that, you know, you said it's so research-based and, and the fact that it's not just a game for the game's sake. You know, it, it comes from a real understanding of what's involved in helping these children to learn. Yes, I think that's an excellent point. Thanks for making it, because we really wanted to do it from the start. So we have, everything is done so thoroughly. We have tested the characters so the children relate to them. They're based on psychological figures. So you can see like, it's easy for children to, oh, that's exactly like the kid taught in my, my kindergarten class did. That's how they all reacted in this scenario. Because we want them to really start to feel and think about how others react differently in the same situation. So it's done very thoroughly from the start and also they're tested so children really and can participate them as as gender neutral because we don't, didn't want there to be any barriers. And exactly um, what age are these apps and games actually aimed at? Is it um, preschool, um, early primary school? What, what's the age range? 
Yeah, preschool is the app's focus, but as Peppy Pals moved along, we have also developed a, a teaching aid, actually a web-based platform, which used the same same techniques, but has a more comprehensive questions to discuss to take it up one level. And then we, we also reach children up to age eight, approximately. And also, beyond the, the games and everything, you've also in, into movies and books as well. So how, how's the company expanding and what sort of worlds is it entering into? <laughs> yeah, we really, we are expanding in all directions, I think. We we started to just started with an app, which went viral across the world, um, so didn't have any national barriers. But then we just keep on producing, as you said, the TV series and books and also the teaching aid. Um, but now we want to go into a phase where we're more consciously reaching different markets. We're biggest in the Nordics. We're a Swedish company from start. So we want to to reach more children in UK and US more consciously. That's our next step on the move. And and, and you mentioned that, and that's the great thing about apps, isn't it? It's the fact that it's something that parents can have on their devices to support children at home, but it's also very much in terms of working with schools as well and getting it involved in that environment too. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. And we think that social emotional learning is one of those skills that definitely needs to be uh, teach both at home and in schools. It's so important that not just both parties blame the other one or send the responsibility over. But so we really want to to give tools both for parents and for schools to teach their skills. And that's that's the only way to really train someone because it's really really digging into their personality and learn how to live life in the best way possible. So that's really an amazing thing with apps, as you say. As, as I said at the beginning, your know, idea is to reform the, the landscape and to change education system um, to include the heart and mind. How, how do you think that's going to happen and what, what's sort of your vision of how that may look? Is it just a question of sort of using more technology and opening those doors in that way? Or is, or is it much more about talking to governments and policymakers to kind of have a more breadth within the education system? That's a very good question, and I think the answer is really that we have to go every way to make such a change. It's not something we can do overnight. It's it's a long process, and we at Peppy Pals really work hard to educate people of the benefits of social-emotional learning, because many people have heard about it but don't really understand how revolutionary the evidence is, uh, and it's growing every day. So we try to to be present in as many platforms as possible. And we're a lot on stage from global conferences to really spark people to want to work with this. And it's, as it's so important. And also, as I have my, my degree in law from, from the beginning, I wanted to use it to, to find the best way to, and to reach out to the right people to try to make a legal change as well. Because in most countries, it is possible and, and required in some small way to work with these skills, but it's not at all as emphasized as other skills such as math or, or language skills. And that's something I think we need to do on, uh, on the regulatory level. I guess the starting point is, 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 you know, what is education for? And when we are very much in a, in a society at the moment where you go to school, it's high testing often, and you're taught things that you need to learn. Um, and some people have this sense where the actual sort of growing up part of it and the more human part of it is done at home. But I think that's great if you come from a very secure family, if you have that sort of support at home. But I think education as a system as a whole should have such a broad emphasis on everything that everybody gets the option and the the opportunity to be able to 
understand or be enlightened in this kind of way to actually make it work for them and to be introduced to it and and i think like you say it needs that kind of emphasis on changing of curriculum or changing of legislation or something like that to to make that work but at the same time i think as we have more of these conversations and teachers start to really understand as well that they do have the ability to bring this in even around the current curriculums Exactly, definitely. And that, that's, as I said, there are different ways to reach and make this change happen. And reaching teachers and making them want to prioritize this subject are definitely one of the best ways to make a change in the short term. And, and on your point, I also wanted to add that since the, the requirements in the future workforce also is changing, we're talking a lot about 21st century skills, as more and more jobs are optimized, then we, want, we will always need are hard facts that schools are teaching, but we will need other things as well. So the robots can take our jobs, basically. And we have so much statistics saying that young children entering school will have jobs that don't exist yet. So we need to prepare them for another future than we have today. And that's where I think um, it's another way to convince schools that it's really something that they have an important role within and should be proud to take lead on. Yes, absolutely. And I, th- I think that's a really important point. The fact that they're seen, they're seen as sort of leaders and guiding lights in, in terms of understanding that kind of thing. And it is a question often, isn't it, that if the head or, or the senior leader leadership team of a school are actually involved and really pushing it from the top, then it's much easier for that to then infiltrate down through to individual teachers within a school or a whole group of schools. Yeah, that's a very good point. Definitely. The thing I also like about the fact that your focus is to start very young is the fact that it becomes very much just an acceptance of which is very true is that this is essentially who you are it's an integral part of who you are and then you know like say the more academic stuff is is, their tools they're things that you learn which are very important for you as well I think sometimes a lot of the whole conversation around well-being can be the fact that when you have a problem or when there's an issue that comes up you then start to think about well-being as a way to fix the problem that you're in um and and i think this focus of starting young just to say that well-being is is an integral part of what we are who we are just being aware of ourselves in your mind in your heart as well as your brain then i would imagine that's got, that's got lots of positive repercussions later on because then there isn't that sense that you're fixing anything it's the fact that you're just in tune with who you are from that very early stages of life yes that's yeah, very nicely put definitely and uh, so that's basically how we think about wellness on the mental side that it both promotes the positive mental health but it also prevents mental disorders and this is empirical proven in many studies and as you say, it's very natural because if you, in an early age, manage to train uh, in a very fun and emotional, just be aware of how you can manage your emotion and behaviors and how you can actively build positive relationships and find for you healthy coping strategies. Of course, that's something that increases your resilience. So it's easier to take um, take mishaps and be better to just deal with life challenges. And you mentioned that obviously you're 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 based in Sweden and um and actually you're looking to sort of grow this sort of much more globally. Um, so what sort of team do you have in place? I guess there must be the developers as as well as some, um, like you would say, talking specifically about education. There must be quite a large team that are there supporting Peppy Pals. Yeah, we're actually not that big of a team yet, but we have a really strong investor that went in last summer, and that's Lego Ventures, which made us super proud because it was their first investment in another intellectual property brand. So 
that's something we're really proud of. And as they have the tools how to scale globally, we rely a lot on their support. But yes, we definitely have a tool for the educational side as well for the parent side. But for us, our main approach is to work with partners. And we work closely with organizations and other corporations that have similar values to us. And our goal is to do what we are best at. And everything we're not the best at, we partner to have someone else do it. So that's basically our way of managing to do as much as possible. I think that's a it's, a it's a very great way of working and to, and to have someone like Lego involved who are, well, I, I know people that work for Lego in different formats, especially through education, and, and they have a wonderful focus on that and a real understanding of, of how children work and learn. And I, I think that that's, well, as you said, it's an incredible asset to have. And also with that understanding of how you, there probably isn't anyone in the world that doesn't know who Lego is. So <laughs> that's going to be a real positive for you. <laughs> partner to name drop <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of people wanting to know more and and actually been able to get hold of this on their own devices or on their computers what's the best way for them to go and actually find out I think the absolutely easiest way to find out more what Peppy Pals really is, is to go to your app store if it's iOS or Google Play or Android. We're all on all of them. And our most um, or newest and best app, I would say, is Peppy Pals Social Skills. So I'd recommend you download it and you can download it for free and just check it out. And of course, you can see read more on our website, which is www.peppypals.com. And also, I just wanted to, to send out a note if anyone is interested in learning more about social emotional learning. There's a great organization called Six Seconds, which has so much information and articles and the newest research in the area. So if you want to just deep down in this area, that's a great place to start. That's fantastic. And so the thing to remember is Peppy Pals. But as always, if if you go to educationonfire.com forward slash Peppy Pals, then we'll have links to everything that we've talked about and all the social and, and all the ways to get in contact. And, and, and you can investigate more because I think it's such an, an incredibly important thing. As we said, that starting at a young age, making it just an integral part of our conversations as as children grow up and us as parents and teachers being aware of all these things, spreading these kind of um, applications and games and and just systems for learning which I think are just incredibly important and and thank you so much Emily for chatting to me it's, it's, it's really encouraging to hear that not only are people really so keen and passionate about this type of thing but there are companies now able to really make a big difference on that global scale and I think these conversations are, are just a, a small way of, of helping people really understanding that education is changing and the way that we learn is actually probably becoming more innate and, and more personal which is essentially who we are and I think that's a very positive move. Definitely I agree and thank you so much Mark for letting me join this chat it was amazing. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. Do you need help and support in creating and embedding music in your school? If so, we have created Primary Music on Fire to help you with just this, a music membership site that's taking the fear out of teaching music by giving you the step-by-step skills and ongoing support you need to produce lifelong musical memories for you, your school, and your pupils. Go to educationonfire.com forward slash primary hyphen music.